Hello and welcome to the Online Arbitrage Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about FBA or Fulfilled by Amazon. Is FBA still the best for online arbitrage? It's been taken as gospel for years that Fulfilled by Amazon is the route for online arbitrage businesses. After all, Amazon will do it all for you. The storage, the shipping, the customer service, the returns, it's almost passive. It comes at a cost even if it is the best option for online arbitrage. Or is it? So one of the attractions for potential sellers is that a lot of the logistical and legwork is done for them with FBA. So at the most basic level, all they need to do is find some products and send them to Amazon and repeat. There are a few necessary admin tasks in between, but it really has been a revolution in using the web to make money. But what about fulfillment by merchant? So FBM. Most FBA sellers jump straight in and don't even give FBM a second thought, if any thought at all. They'll be hard pressed to find a listing without sellers manually fulfilling their orders though, so it must be working for some. So let's talk a bit about if FBM might sometimes be the answer. Now the first thing you might think about is Amazon fees. So of course Amazon fees with FBM are lower. If you polled a range of experienced Amazon sellers, the difference in fees is the number one reason why they would consider FBM you know, over FBA. Now, first of all, I just want to point out that FBM is also known as MF sometimes, which stands for Merchant Fulfilled. So fulfilled by merchant or merchant fulfilled. Businesses are all about profit and loss and fees are a cost that amount to one of the top three costs for all online arbitrage businesses. With FBM sales, there are, of course, zero costs that come under that FBA column, potentially having, you know, halving the fees due. For a lot of listings, that will turn it from unprofitable to profitable with the flick of a switch. The downside, of course, is that the seller is then responsible for fulfilling any items sold as FBM. So things like packaging and postage, the seller will be responsible for any post-sales admin, so returns and or complaints. And also it takes time to package and ship individual orders. This is what makes FBA stand out as excellent value for many wholesale, online and retail arbitrage sellers, not just from the direct cost point of view, but also the added convenience and peace of mind. So where the savings in FBA fees can make sense is with higher ticket items. There is higher risk. The return value of one item selling for £500 or $500 is much greater than that of a £12 or a $12 item, but it also offers greater profit potential. For those higher priced ASINs, saving up to 50% on the fees can add up to an extra three figures on the profit line. For a lot of sellers, selling products in the sub £100 or dollars range, this might not prove incentive enough. But when analysing Bible Pro results, it's often worth switching on the MF button to see what they could return if you've used fulfilment by merchant or MF. Then we've got hazmat. So selling hazmat items when you're not enrolled in the dangerous goods program. In fact, even sellers in the dangerous goods program might find this a benefit. So for those not in the know, dangerous goods are deemed as such by Amazon if they contain flammable materials, maybe they're toxic or corrosive, or they react to changes in temperature and or air pressure. Amazon restrict many of these types of products from being stored in certain fulfillment centers. So this means that they can't go through the fulfillment network as easily as most items do. So while sellers can still send in most of these items if they're enrolled in the Dangerous Goods Programme or DGP, the requirement to store them in hazmat-enabled fulfilment centres means it can cost more to ship them to Amazon. 
it's likely they will need to be boxed and shipped separately from non-hazmat products. So if you're only sending a few items in, that could increase the average cost to those products. However, these restrictions aren't imposed when handled as fulfilment by merchant. Amazon are protecting their fulfilment network with the dangerous goods program, so by bypassing it, sellers can still sell products that fall foul of it. The big advantage here is that a lot of other sellers will be put off from selling on these listings. You'll likely face you know, a lot less competition than you'd expect to on those ASINs. So if there is any reason to venture from FBA, this is probably it. So some of the types of products that can fall into hazmat can be really popular and this can be things such as adhesives and glues, beauty products such as hairsprays, hair removal products, nail polish, DIY materials like paint and even health and medicinal listings such as antiseptics and disinfectants. So selling some of these FBM could prove very lucrative. Then you've got meltable. So avoiding that meltable deadline. Now, who doesn't like chocolate? It's one of the most popular food types in the world and it's no less popular on Amazon. But Amazon restricts selling anything that might melt through the warmer months. Amazon are a powerful company, but the world doesn't suddenly stop eating it because they switch it off from their fulfillment network. So much like Hazmat, FBM sellers are free to sell multiple products all year round. Obviously, there is a consideration to be made here. So if it genuinely is hot weather, the product might actually melt however it's being sent. But Amazon's window is quite conservative, so there will definitely be some opportunity to pick up sales that you or other sellers wouldn't have with FBA. It's that kind of opportunism that can help inject some sales that you wouldn't normally capture. Multiples also aren't necessarily always chocolate products, although they're probably our favourite. Things like gummy-based products and some cosmetics have been classified as multiple by Amazon in the past. Basically, it could be anything that could be impacted by significant rises in temperature. Bible Pro gives you a heads up in the alert section for any products that are meltable with a red notification and a handy explanation. But in this scenario, red might mean good because it could be an FBM opportunity. Even if you just sell multiples for an extra month or two at either end of the FBA embargo, it's one of those times that FBM adds another arrow to your bow. Then the next thing is if you live near a shipping company drop-off point. So FBM could be much more viable for you if there is a drop-off point close by. One of the downsides of having to arrange the fulfilment of orders through Amazon is waiting in for collection or getting packages to a shipment company. It's time-consuming, can cost you in fuel, and in all honesty can feel like a lot of lost time. However, if you live over the road or really close from a convenience store that has UPS or DPD pickup points, you can eliminate a lot of the hassle. In fact, it might prove more convenient than boxing up and shipping goods into the FBA network. By fulfilling shipping manually, there's no need for labelling, polybagging or playing Tetris with boxes. You're eliminating virtually all prep of your stock. Yes, you're replacing it with packing up and labelling a box or an envelope, but if it's a product you're making more profit on by taking advantage of the lower fees, then it's just as easy to stroll to the store with it. Next, let's talk about time and space. So what your working setup is like can be equally influential on if you can logistically fulfill any of your ASINs manually. So for many sellers who do adopt FBM, the small footprint on their home or office that Amazon FBA requires is one of the main advantages, one of the main draws. So if you have a couple of spare rooms or an unused garage, or maybe you've got a secret underground bunker, then you're in a good position to consider storing your stock and fulfilling from home. A lot of FBA sellers will store some of their inventory for a while before sending into Amazon, 
avoiding some of their storage fees for inventory that might not sell quickly. This space can make money now by adding a fulfilled by merchant element to their business. If you don't have the luxury of a spare room or maybe a lock-up storage space, perhaps there's space in a cupboard or under the bed where storing a stash of items might benefit your business. It'll take no more space to package up your orders than where you build shipments for FBA, so nearly every seller can likely find a way to add an element of FBM into their process. Time and space is all relative. So if you need to find it to make more profit for your business, then there's likely to be a way. You don't need a warehouse or even a garage to fulfill a couple of dozen units. You won't even need a desk or a corner of a room. Adding FBM when it makes sense doesn't mean it's taking over your business, but it does add another string to your Amazon bow. Then let's talk about being dynamic with your business. So the trick with any business is to not get too comfortable. Online arbitrage can become a pretty automated model. Even the tasks you choose to do manually can easily feel like, you know, jobs that you could do in your sleep. Because Amazon is dynamic, you need to think dynamically too. Staying ahead or at least up to date with the changes in Amazon is is essential for success. So when things change, and there's been a lot of changes in the last couple of years, considering how you you will adapt will determine your success level. Some listings lend themselves to FBM or circumstances dictate that it's the most viable option. Buybot Pro's competition analysis can really, really help you with this. When external factors mean fees go up, Amazon change the status of a listing or shipping costs increase, having an open mind to alternative ways to continue to make sales and profit is vital. And FBM should be part of the thinking if you have the facility to fulfill even a couple of ASINs. It doesn't need to be for every listing, but having the flexibility to add FBM to your arsenal when there's a change in circumstances or costs could be extremely valuable. If you can make more profit selling a listing FBM, then it just makes good business sense. So in conclusion, does FBM make sense? FBA and FBM are not mutually exclusive. Sellers can and do combine the two and get the best of both worlds. FBA is the most popular model and for good reason. The volume at which some sellers operate, it would take a whole other team of people to operate the FBM side of their business. Sometimes FBA doesn't make sense for a listing, but FBM might. We always encourage sellers to have a backup plan for their FBA business. Let's think FBM could be a really good option as that backup plan. It takes little to no further learning, account setup or building reputation if you already have an FBA operation. It's just a click of a button to convert a listing or a different selection when you add a listing. We'd encourage every seller to find a listing or two they can fulfil manually early on in their journey, if nothing else to get the experience of doing it. At some point we guarantee you'll have to at least consider it for a listing. If we've all learned anything in the last couple of years, it's that being flexible is invaluable, having flexibility is invaluable. FBA is still the best option for most of you selling on Amazon, but FBM should definitely be on your radar as a very viable backup. If you'd like any more information about Bybot Pro that I've spoken about today, just head to buybotpro.com. And if you'd like a completely free seven-day course in getting started with online arbitrage on Amazon, just head to arbiversity.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you soon. The Online Arbitrage Podcast.